Caps, and welcome to Clubhouse Conversation. They come from all corners of the world, and they descend on towns everywhere. Burlington, North Carolina, Idaho Falls, Idaho, Lexington, Kentucky, Wilmington, Delaware, Springdale, Arkansas, Papillion, Nebraska, and Kansas City, Missouri. What do all these men have in common? They work together to win. It's time to talk to another Royal on Clubhouse Conversation. Just letting you know that you may have just found your new favorite Royals player in the entire organization just from clicking on this. It's Dave Owen. I'm glad you're along. It's Clubhouse Conversation, the place where we catch up with all your favorite current and former Royals players. And that new favorite player I'm talking about is lefty Holden Caps, currently down at High A Wilmington. Holden Caps, man, what an awesome guy. I am fired up about this kid. Being in the Royal system, not only because of what he's doing on the field and the eye-popping numbers he's putting up, more on that in a second, but the kind of character he has, the kind of kid that he is. A fun guy, he's funny, uh, very down-to-earth, and I'm very excited to introduce you to Holden Caps. Now, make sure you subscribe to us before I get into the interview here, bring him on here. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes, if you haven't yet, through clubhouseconversation.com. You can have all of our episodes with current and former Royals that we do throughout the year downloaded right into your iTunes, clubhouseconversation.com. Go through our archives of a couple hundred different players we've spoken with. And, of course, follow us on Twitter, at Royals Clubhouse. That's at Royals Clubhouse on Twitter for all things Royals and Royals prospects and Major League Royals. And then we're on the Facebook, too, Clubhouse Conversation. But I kind of suck on Facebook, to be honest. My game needs to be stepped up there. I'm on top of it on Twitter, though. Anyway, let's get back to... Uh, getting on track here. Holden Caps. Now, a guy that's probably near a promotion, in my words. I, I think this guy's got to be getting close. A 6-2 lefty, 1.64 ERA across 38 and a third for Wilmington with 45 Ks in the 38 innings. So more than a K per inning. A guy who has a lifetime 3.32 minor league ERA, 159 Ks and 154 and two-thirds innings. Had the best strikeout-to-walk ratio last year in the entire system. Eighth-round pick of the Royals was holding caps back in 2017 former pioneer league all-star he joins us to talk about a ton of things you're going to love this interview as holden joins us right now by phone they actually had a rain out tonight in wilmington we were going to talk friday morning before the night game but since there's a rain out tonight we're doing this on thursday night here what day is this july what is this july 11th here 2019 holden caps joins us right now on clubhouse conversation from wilmington after the rain out holden first of all thanks so much for the time brother and second of all how's everything going with you good pretty good just uh got rained out today so got a little bit earlier day than, than we normally would so that's always nice to relax a little bit at the house and aren't double headers kind of fun too they're not bad just because they're two seven inning games so it goes by quicker than sometimes quicker than it normally would you yeah. know you because uh... you're starting earlier and they're sometimes it runs a little short so that's good I, those minor league rules, man, they're wacky. I, I'm sure as a relief pitcher, you hate the putting a runner at second base to start extra innings, right? I was talking to Zuber the other day, and we, we were not fans of that, him or I. <laughs> yeah, it's a little crazy, but, you know, you can, you can do what you can do, so you got to kind of handle it one piece at a time. Yeah, well, so you're currently at home in Wilmington then, so you're facing the Salem Red Sox. Uh, how much are you, you know, fun are you having playing in that ballpark? I came out there last year and absolutely love your home ballpark there. I mean, it's got to be fun going to work every day, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely a park as a pitcher you want to play in every day, for sure. Um, but, you know, the fans are nice, and I think the, the upper management does a real good job. And uh, I actually worked at kids camp today for 
three and a half hours. So oh. got to run around with the little guys for a little bit. I was actually running the outfield group, so that was, you know, interesting. But <laughs> I played I played outfield up until my junior year of college, so I knew what to do with five to thirteen year olds. But there you it go. Was nice. You, you taught some crow hopping today, I'm betting, right? <laughs> Only to the older kids. The 12, 12 and under, maybe even maybe 10, or just making sure they can catch the ball. Yeah, that's probably a good first step. Um, how exciting was it for you guys to win that uh, first half championship there? It was good, man. Uh, you know, I got, I got injured, obviously, last year, so I wasn't able to clinch with Lexington, so it was good to experience that, you know, um, in pro ball. Uh, it's an exciting moment, you know. It's nice to see the the coaches, you know, that happy because obviously they're happy throughout the you know the year, but when you clinch, it's a little bit different. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you about that injury. So, what exactly happened last year? It was just a freak thing. It just kind of wore over time, and I kind of tweaked my knee, and they didn't want to take take any rush on it, so kind of shut me down for the rest of the year just to make sure everything was good. Just a resting, though, right? That's all it was? Yeah. I did a little bit of strengthening on it, um, but just one of those weird things that you didn't want to push through, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, okay, how about being a, a call? Being a college, yeah, I, I kind of wanted to. Well, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Sometimes, sometimes it's not smart for the little Yeah, but it's it's a good, uh, you know, that's a good attitude to have, though, that bulldog uh, mentality. Um, right. Okay, so how about a scouting report on you? Give us, you know, most people listening, or a lot of people listening, I should say, haven't seen you throw yet. So tell us uh, what pitches you throw, where do you sit and top out at with the velo and all that good stuff. I'm usually mostly four-seam slider. I throw a sinker as well, um, and I do throw a changeup, but not a whole lot. Uh, fastball, right now, 93 to 94, touching fives. Um, earlier on in the year, I was 91 to 93, touching fours, so kind of fluctuates between those two but the last 10 outings or so I've been 93 94 touching fives which is good um sinker's obviously a little slower slider anywhere from 83 to 87 I kind of add and subtract with it depending on what I what I'm trying to do with it and then the change up I don't throw a whole lot of them based to tell you but it's probably 86 85 something like that Okay, so what's the – so, I mean, you, I love the strike ass, man. You're striking people out. You had, uh, what, three Ks in two innings your last time out there and, and well over yes, a, K, a K per inning. What's what's the K pitch? Is it, is it the slider, the wipeout pitch, or does it depend, or what is it? Yeah, this year I've learned how to set it up better off my fastball. Um, I do throw a lot of sliders. I'm slider heavy, um, but that's kind of that's how the game's going, you know, nowadays is relievers are throwing a lot of breaking balls and even starters are so uh i've kind of learned to adapt to that you know in college i was more of i'm going to try to blow it by you but you can't do that here so that took me a little bit to learn how to do that but yeah just more starting righties away and uh with the fastball and then going slider in and you know depending on what they do with that setting you know setting up the next pitch um my strikeout numbers have gotten a little better based on the fact that I'm better at locating and setting, setting guys up for the next pitch that I'm going to throw. And so, okay, how old were you when you fell in love with baseball then? And, and when did playing pro baseball become a dream? Was that always your dream as a kid? No, I thought I was going to be the next Emmett Smith. <laughs> nice. I like it. 
but that didn't work out too well. So uh, <laughs> I started playing traveling baseball when I was 10, um, and it was kind of my my getaway, I guess you could say, from uh, everything that was going on uh, at that time in my life. Um, baseball was, you know, being on the diamond, I, nothing ever, nothing outside the diamond really mattered, you know, besides playing. Uh-huh. And that's kind of where I fell in love with it. And honestly, I never never dreamed to really. My mom says that I told her I was going to play professional. You know, I was, I'm going to be a professional baseball player. I don't, I don't remember that. I don't <laughs> happen. Uh, but when I was 15, I started pitching, and I had a good arm, and I didn't actually pitch. Just you know, focus on pitching until my junior year of college, and that was kind of when I started getting some notoriety from scouts my sophomore and junior year of college and I was okay well maybe maybe this thing can happen um so then I kind of started focusing more on on pitching and kind of just went from there yeah your your dream of being so you're telling me you could have been the next Zeke Elliott you were that close huh right before Zeke (laughs) (laughs) I was yeah I was just a rock but throw the rock away, and <laughs> baseball fell in my lap. And you would have done the whole eating thing too. You would have done the every time you got a first down, tell him to feed you the ball. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, what happened was my brother was six years older than me, and uh, living on a farm, you don't have much to do, you know. Right. Um, so when his buddies would would come over, they'd dress me up in full pads um, <laughs> when I was five, six, seven, eight years old. Oh, they'd dear. take me in the front yard, and we called it we called it kick return. Or they called it kick return. I was just a guinea pig. Oh gosh. And they would, they would throw me the football and pretty much tell me to try to run past them. Um, so I would just get beat up all the time. <laughs> nine or ten. I started past them, and they're like, "Man, like this is kind of impressive." So that's kind of where that came from, I guess. I love it. Well, that that serves as a warning for people to not charge the mound against you. You're ready for them someday <laughs> if that ever happens, man. Uh, I wouldn't say that. But. <laughs> so, okay, so all state, or all, let's, actually, let's go in order here. So, Lawton High School, all district, all area, and all state as a senior in baseball. Did you play any of the varsity sports then? Did you play football, I'm guessing, in high school? I actually did. So, I played basketball, football, baseball, and I also wrestled Wow. up until high school. Um, and then that's kind of when I decided that baseball was my ticket to you know, with a single mom, I probably wouldn't have went to college unless I had a scholarship. So um, nobody from my from my mom graduated college. So uh, that was kind of big for me. Was you know I, I want to go to college, and I knew I knew playing sports was was my way of doing that. So I kind of focused on baseball and made sure I wasn't going to get hurt. At that time, I was a center fielder, and that was my focus was playing center field and hitting not pitching uh but then it all changed when i got to college man that's cool i, I was raised by a single mom too so much love on that man um yeah now- it's, it's a grind but she uh i wouldn't be the person where i'm at without her that's that's for sure shout out what's her first name we got to give her a shout out right now R- renee renee i love it mine's julie Ren- julie and renee man they sound like awesome women um yeah so let's talk about yeah. Well, okay. How about your high school, dude? So Lot in Oklahoma. How big is Lot in Oklahoma, by the way? Um, I think there's a and uh, sixty thousand of it is uh, army base. There's it's the biggest artillery base in, in America, I believe. Uh, so 
a lot of army people moving in and out, so it wasn't you know new for the town to have people moving in like me. It was you know it was kind of normal, so I was able to fit right in. Um, okay, but there's for, three three high schools there. I went to the the oldest one. Oh, okay. So you said 160 thousand, right? A hundred thousand. Or a hundred thousand. Wow. But okay, so at yeah. your high school, I don't know how many of these guys you know the names of, but Randy Bass, who is now an Oklahoma State Senator, he played for the Royals. Um, yeah. Stacy King, who of course played for Oklahoma and the Bulls back in the day. Mike Mentor and Will Shields, my boys who went to Nebraska that were Huskers uh, like me. And then you had Kelly Stinnett, who also played with the Royals and other MLB teams. I mean, that's, that's pretty freaking impressive for a town of 100,000 and three high schools, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, Randy Bass and, and Kelly Stinnett, they're, I know them um, personally. My, my, my grandpa is a state senator for 36 years. Um, so now that Randy's doing that, I've kind of, kind of met him through, through them. Um, and then Kelly Stinnett, my parent, my mom knows his wife, so I know him that way. But yeah, it's a very good athletic town, I would say. Yeah, no kidding. Well, I love the the Royal and Husker connection. That's cool for me. Um, so then from high school, so you went to Redlands Community College in El Reno, Oklahoma, which I can't find really too much about athletically. So what made you choose uh, you know, that school? W- were there any four-year schools in the mix at that time, or was that the, the only option for baseball? Um, there was a few small four-year schools. Um, you know, like, like you were talking about earlier, growing up with a single mom, you know, it's, it's not lavish. It's, you know, it's a struggle. And, you know, I got invited to all the perfect games. Under Armour stuff, but you know my mom couldn't afford to send me to do that, um, so I kind of was was less recruited than I probably would have been. Now knowing what I know, and that's that stuff's pretty important. Um, so I had a few four-year schools, but I I had I had a few dreams coming to high school. One was to play college ball. One was to uh, play Division One baseball. And one was to play professional baseball. Um, so, going to junior college, it allowed me to accomplish that first dream and still keep the the second one alive. Hmm. So that's what I went with. I like and, that. Uh, that's good. Everything kind of turned out the way I hoped it would. Yeah. So two years at Redlands, you were eleventh in the country in strikeouts per game in uh, 2014, and then you spent a year in one of my favorite cities in the U.S., at UNC Charlotte and beautiful Charlotte, North Carolina. So what made you choose to pitch in Charlotte, and then what are your favorite memories uh, of your of your year there? Um, yep, let, me, let me back you up on that. Uh, 11th in the country on strikeouts per nine. I don't want you to, don't want you to uh, boost me too much. There, I also was fourth in the country in walks that year. <laughs> <laughs> Well, hey, yeah, that just mean that yeah, meant you were was, you were interesting to watch. That's all it meant. Yeah, uh, I was just kind of converting to pitching more, and <laughs> I couldn't throw the ball where I wanted to, but I was able to spin it pretty well, you know, with the slider. So I was able to get strikeouts, but I was walking a ton of people too. Um, but I chose Charlotte because uh, they offered me a, a really good scholarship. Um, I I could have went to. Arkansas and Wichita State were the only two schools that I kind of had had talked to and had offers out on the table, um, but Charlotte offered me something that I couldn't turn down, and financially that was that was the best decision for me. Um, but Charlotte was a great city. I, I loved everything about it. I loved the campus, the people, the coaches, the players. Um, but 
after my junior year, I, I didn't get a whole lot of uh, recognition, I guess, or I wasn't talking to but two or three teams, um, and it kind of was like, well, if I'm not going to get drafted here, and I'm not going to play pro ball, I want my family to be able to watch me play as much as possible. Um, and so coming back home and uh, going to UCO was was the right choice for me at that time, and it and it worked out and probably was the right decision for me, you know, long-term as well. So that's kind of how that happened. Dude, you're smart, man. You make, you make good choices. I'm, like, sitting here listening. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Well, he makes real sense there. Um, <laughs> it was one of those things, you know, you're having a single mom and all your family being in Oklahoma, and you're like, well, if I'm, if I'm not going to play pro ball and never play baseball again, and they're only going to get to watch me one, one or two times a year if I'm here in Charlotte, well, might as well go back home. <laughs> I had a girlfriend at the time, too. That, that always plays a factor. But, oh, okay. Uh, so that negates my next question. Then I was going to ask you uh, if you agree that the that the Charlotte women with their accents are the are the best accents in the world. You probably can't comment on that then if you had a girlfriend back home. No, no, I don't. I don't have a girlfriend anymore. <laughs> oh, okay. So they, so that you agree with me then? <laughs> well, I think they're very similar to where I'm from. Oh, okay. Um, I don't think it changes too much. I think once you get closer to Georgia, I think it starts getting a little <laughs> a little more. Oh, I love Southern, that town. Southernish, um, but North Carolina, I didn't notice it too much. Okay, all right. Now, how, did you get to know? Um, I interviewed this guy recently, a big UNC Charlotte lefty, former Royals pitcher, Expos pitcher. Did you get to know Chris Haney or ever meet him at all? Who's that again? Chris Haney. He pitched at UNC Charlotte back in the day, and then had like maybe ten years in the big leagues. Lefty pitcher. No, but I know the name just from going there. But I, he never he never came around when I was there. Okay, so I didn't. Now, did you get to try the best pizza in America, Mellow Mushroom, while you were out there? Yeah, I do. I also, also went there with Josh Mitchell in uh, Charleston. So every every time I see that place, I usually go back. Well, just so you're aware, there's one in Fayetteville, Arkansas, when you make it up there some sometime. There's one there. Okay, so. I'll, I'll remember that for sure. Every time I go down to watch the Naturals, that's a guarantee visit. Right next to the post office, dude. <laughs> so, all, all right. right. I'll have to. Put that, put that in the, in the phone or something so I don't forget. For sure. Uh, okay, so before your senior year of college, like you said, University of Central Oklahoma, you helped them, uh, the Broncos, get back to the postseason for the first time since 06, you know, ha- having the family close to watch. And what are your favorite memories of that, of that year? Uh, that whole year was, was great. Um, my favorite memory, let's see. My favorite memory would probably be when I pitched in the conference tournament. Um, I threw. Oh no, I'm gonna take that back. In the re, in the regionals to go to the championship, I had pitched the day before, so I was down. Um, and we're in extra innings against Emporia State, and my my coach looks at me and he's like, "Hey, put your cleats on." I I didn't have my cleats on, you know, I was just hanging out. So I put my cleats on. And he's like, um, "Get your legs loose. Run the fence and back." And I'm like, all right, like this dude's about to put me in to pinch run right now. <laughs> so, so I get loose, and sure enough, in the in the bottom of the nine, or bottom of the tenth, I think it was, we get a leadoff double, and our, our four holes up next. And sure enough, he put me in to pinch run, <laughs> and I got out there, and the shortstop was like, hey, you haven't been out here in a while, have you? I'm like, no, it's like my heart's beating out of my chest right now. <laughs> um, 
so I'm sitting there, you know, getting my second day. I think it was first pitch, if I'm not wrong. Uh, our four-hole hits one in the gap, and I get a good read on it and round third and score the walk-off run. Oh, wow. <laughs> in the regional. That was probably my favorite memory just because it was uh, different, you know. I love that, man. And then, okay, so you're so speaking of good athletes and you know places you've been. So Central Oklahoma, another Royals draft pick, Austin Lambright. I think you missed him by one year, but you're currently your teammate there in Wilmington. Give us a scouting report on him. Uh, Lambright, right now, from what I've seen, I I didn't play with him like you said. Um, he is probably sitting ninety street, touching four. Got a really good curveball. He can he throws it hard. I think it's like an Things like '83 or so, if I'm not mistaken. Um, big, big kid, probably six four, maybe six five. Uh, great kid, probably one of the nicest kids I've ever met. Um, he, he's a good dude. He's fun to be around. He's 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 a he's a good kid, but has no filter. So he, sometimes <laughs> you get some random stuff coming out of his mouth. He's a little goofy, but uh, he's fitting right in. We like we like to have him. Well, you're a, you're a, you know lefties got to are all a little goofy, aren't they? A little weird. Hey, easy. <laughs> That's it. Hey, we got. Easy. By the way, we got to give a shout out to your pitching coach there. He got hired at Nebraska. My Huskers. How about that, man? Yeah, Jeff Christie. That guy's awesome. Apparently, putting he's, two uh, guys back to back. He's gonna do great things. I, I guarantee you that. Good. That's what I'd like to hear. Uh, Austin, does Austin still have that phenomenal mustache too, or did he shave that? Yes, he does. I tell him to cut it every day. No, dude, that thing's amazing. You can't get rid of that thing. <laughs> that, that's the that's the lady and killer, he's man. Some, he's got some. He's got like a uh, black. He's got dark hair, but he's got some gray in there. So <laughs> that's great. It just makes him look a lot older than he is. Which I mean, he's he's my age, but yeah. He, I tell him to cut it every day. He, Josh Mitchell looks better, but that guy's it, the man. It, it fits Josh Mitchell more than I than it does Lamp, right? I guess. I like Josh Mitchell. Anybody that'll call himself a big old hick is somebody I can I can I can you know chill with, man. He's cool. I like him. <laughs> yeah, he's a good dude too. We uh, got a bunch of good dudes. That's one thing. Yeah, the Royals are good about is is getting not only good ball players but good people. Yeah. Well, okay. Now we got to talk about some. You're not getting off the hook here. I mean, we, you're calling out him out for his mustache. How about that hair you used to have, man? So I found some old photos. It's the Noah hey. Syndergaard meets John Jaso hair. What, what what happened to that hair? What? How long did it take to master that look? So I think I didn't cut that for like 18 months, um, and I call it the velo flow. You know, <laughs> I, I, I was trying to do anything I could to get to. I was trying to put the hardest fastball I could up on those scouts' radar guns, and superstitiously, I thought the hair helped me, so we went with it. The velo flow—that's the exact opposite. The swim, the swimmers shave their legs, right? Because they think it makes them faster. But you think more hair makes right. you faster. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that probably plays into the uh, goofy lefty thing. But yeah. I don't think I'm one of those. <laughs> are we ever? Are, are you going to grow the hair back out someday, or is that a no go? No, uh, I doubt it. Now it is gone. I, uh, I'm kind of over it. But back when when I had it, I loved it. Yeah. Um, Everybody loved it. My mom loved it. Well, my grandma hated it, but <laughs> grandma's hate all hair. She's super old fashioned. Like she's like, you know, this is this is terrible. Like, <laughs> but she understands it now. She's like, <laughs> I had to sit down and explain it to her, and she's like, okay, okay, well, you you know, it it helped you get where you are. So I'm not gonna hold it against you. The velo flow. That's classic. That's great, man. It's a it's a D two thing. Tad Ratliff had it too. 
Oh, did he really? Oh, yeah. I did not know that. Uh, okay, yeah. so, so okay. Before we talk about draft day, then, um, you know, so you obviously, like you said, UNC Charlotte, you were hoping you would get some looks and maybe get drafted your junior year there. When did you actually like? Okay, so you get to UCO there in Oklahoma. Did you actually think you had a legit chance? Like, when did you think to yourself, "I'm I'm probably going to get drafted"? Like, was there a moment or a time where you thought that? So the decision process for me to come back home was extremely long uh, and extremely heartfelt, and uh, it was a hard decision for me to make. Um, just because I'm big on commitment, and you know, I, I committed to those guys, and, and I felt terrible for leaving them, um, and. It just got to the point where I couldn't make a decision. I couldn't make a decision. Uh, you know, I was talking to the talking to my coach at Charlotte, and he's, you know, telling me this and telling me they really want me. And but deep down in my heart, you know, praying about it, and and you know, I, I felt like I needed to come home. So that was the decision I made. Okay, so fast forward, I got my my uh, release to, to contact and stuff like that, um, and. I had no idea where I was going to go. <laughs> um, so I I talked to OSU and Oklahoma State, and I was going to walk on there. And, uh, I, you know, I, I wanted to go D1. Once you go D1, you, you see that lifestyle and you like the, the nice things. And so that was, like, the first option, right? Mm-hmm. So I thought about doing that. And then one day I was like, you know what? I have – four or five scouts phone phone numbers in my phone from junior college i'm gonna pick up the phone and call them yeah hell and yeah. see what see what they have to say so i end up calling them and i'm like hey uh this is you know holding caps i don't know if you even have my phone number anymore um just kind of refresh their memory of who i was and i kind of just asked them hey if i come back to oklahoma is my name still going to be like talked about you know like people still gonna want to come watch me and stuff like that a lot of them were like dude we don't even know why you left Oklahoma like you probably would already been drafted by now and I guess people don't transfer your name to the other side of the country really (laughs) it sounds crazy but I guess teams don't send off your name when you go to the east coast from the midwest at least that's what it felt like happened. Um, so anyways, I talked to a few of them, and I'm like, well, can I go to you Like, I didn't know any. You know, I didn't know. I was 21, 21, 22 years old. It's like, well, can I get picked up out of a D2? And they're like, dude, if you're good enough, like, we're going to find you. So I knew I had, like, a shot, right? So I ended up choosing UCO. Coach Martin there is an unbelievable coach. He's turned that program around. Um so I end up going there, and first fall scrimmage, uh, I'm throwing my bullpen to warm up to go into the game, and there's like four or five scouts there watching. And I'm like, okay, like that's cool. It's probably all the guys I called. <laughs> you right. Know? It's probably all the guys I called. So I end up throwing, and I threw well. I threw against uh, like Cali County, threw like three innings, four innings, no hits, you know, just pretty much dominate them, which I should. I was I was a senior, and they were junior college kids. I should I should dominate them, right? So a week, a week goes by, and I'm throwing against Hutch the next week, and I'm warming up in the bullpen, and then there's like 10 or 12 scouts there. 
and they're all, you know, watching me and gunning me. I'm like, okay, like, now it's kind of, like, getting serious. Like, I better make sure I stay on top of my stuff. <laughs> I have a, I have a chance to get picked up. So yeah. That's kind of where I, that's kind of where I noticed that my name was on the radar, and I needed to lock in and make sure I was doing everything I could. Yeah, well, the Royals certainly noticed. Eighth round, uh, 2017, Chad Lee was the scout um, for that region who watched you a lot. So do you remember the Royals? Like, do you remember a certain point where they were, were they always the team or did they come on late? What do you remember about, like, early early dealings with them? So Chad Lee was, was one of them that I talked to when I was in junior college. Um, and it just so happened to be that he was best friends with my Division Two coach. Mm. Pretty much, you know, you have a lot of best friends, I guess, when you're when you're that age. But they had like played together or something, and uh, he he t- he tells me all the time now. He's like, yeah, we uh, we kind of kept kept you under the radar. He's like, it was kind of a sneak attack thing because I didn't hear from him. I signed a filled out a questionnaire and didn't hear hear from him until a few days before the or actually the, the night of. The night of day one of the draft, they called. Wow. And uh, so that's that was the first time I heard from them. Oh, so you probably weren't even thinking the Royals were an option then until, like, draft day almost, no. right? No, I didn't actually at all. <laughs> that's cool. The Royals do like to do that, man. That, that's cool that they did that. So I'm, I'm guessing you never did a pre-draft workout then here, obviously, right? No, I, I, only, did, I only did one of them. Um, that was for the Padres. Have you been to KC before? I've been there, but I've never been to the stadium. I haven't went to a game. What were you here for? Just a tournament or something? Yeah, just baseball. Okay. Okay, so draft day itself then. So obviously it was day two. Um, where were you at? Who was with you? What was that moment like? How did you find out the news? Um, so after day one, I got three calls, White Sox, Red Sox, and Royals, and, and Dodgers. So four, I got a call after day one. And they said, hey, you know, just making sure you still want to play. Uh, what's your number? Just, you know, at the normal questions. And, of course, my answer was, of course, I want to play. And I don't have a number. I'll take a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> and so that was kind of how that happened. And so I didn't think anything of it, you know, because I had done that my sophomore year where I had got a few calls the, the day of the draft. and and nothing ever happened. So I had all my buddies lined up to come for day three of the draft. I, you know, called them, hey, I might not get picked up. I might, but, you know, I want y'all to be here if I do. They're like, yeah, no, of course, for sure, we'll come down. So there was really nobody there on day two when I got <laughs> drafted because I didn't think I was going to get drafted on day two. Um, so it was just my mom, my one of my best friend, one of my best friends was there, um, and then my summer league coach, my American Legion summer league coach, and my brother and his wife and her their kid, and one of my mom's friends. I think there was only four or five or six people there. Wow. Um, and it kind of happened just quick. I was just hanging out, listening to the draft, you know, and started phone calls started rolling in, and I was like, "This is about to happen." 
you know. And I wasn't going to – I didn't get my hopes up because I didn't want to be let down if I didn't get picked up. So it was kind of one of those things that took me by surprise, definitely. Did the Royals call you before they picked you, or did you hear it, like, on the Internet? Oh, yeah, they called me. Okay, so that you knew, like, yeah, a minute or two me. before or, whatever, or five minutes or whatever. Yeah, they just called me and said, will you take this? And I said, you know, or the, actually they asked who who had been calling, which all the teams do that. Yeah. Um, and I just had told them, and I said, told every team I'm going with whoever picks me first. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't I don't care about the money. I'm not going to get a whole lot anyways because I'm a senior. So whoever wants me the worst is going to pick me first. That's the way I looked at it. And, and my boys did it with the Royals, and you signed and then uh, finished out 2017 between Surprise and Idaho Falls. So you were a Pioneer League All-Star um, that had to have been miserable to pitch in that you know atmosphere where the ball just flies <laughs> in that league. It's like yeah. playing at, at Coors Field every night. But uh, pitching in Idaho, had, and how beautiful was that part of the country? That's the first time I've been anywhere close to that part of the country. Um, so that was a great experience for sure. Um, I had I had great coaches. I had you know great people around me. Jeff Supon was my pitching coach, so that was kind of cool coming straight into professional ball and having him as your coach was was definitely uh, definitely nice. Um, the All Star Game was kind of I think I call it a fluke, <laughs> just because I happened to come in and throw three uh, scoreless starts. Yeah, true. right before the All Star Game. Small sample <laughs> was picked, and I felt like I was kind of taking a spot from somebody else because I had only been there for three you know three starts versus some of these guys that have been there all season so i kind of kind of called that a fluke but it was great it was very beautiful part of the country for sure and so you mentioned the back in uh, junior college then or the, the the year that you were 11th in the country in strikeouts and fourth and walk so i noticed looking through your numbers that's like the only year you struggled in pro ball with control was, was that just something the whip was like above one five and ever since then it's been really damn good so was that just something where supon worked with it was that like a mechanical thing or was that just a fluke because you hardly played any games that year um i pitched 100 innings my senior year in college um and then i didn't throw for I think we got done I honestly couldn't tell you I think we got done first of May maybe playing playing in college ball my senior year and I, I didn't touch a ball until like the week before the draft um, like I said I didn't even know if I was going to get drafted <laughs> Yeah. so I wasn't really like my arm was hanging already from throwing 100 innings and I didn't even know I was going to get drafted so I wasn't really focusing on staying on top of, you know, pitching, okay. I guess you could say. That makes sense. So I think it had to do some with that. But also, I just I wasn't a pitcher then. I was still a thrower. Okay. Um, I, my, arm, my arm got me here. And once I got here, I learned how to be a pitcher. Look at that. There's that smartness again, man. There's the intelligence. I just said smartness. I think intelligence is actually the, the correct word for that. So, uh, there you go. Nebraska, the N on the helmet stands for knowledge, man, right? Hey, they, they call us Oklahoma boys stupid sometimes, too. There it's you all go. Right. There you go. Midwestern stick together. So, last year you were at Lexington then, so 69 Ks in 63 innings, 298 ERA. Now, I love the, the 6.9 to 1, 69 Ks to 10 walks. That, of course, gave you the best strikeout to walk ratio in the system, which you'll probably claim isn't that big of a deal, but I think it's a big deal. So how, how how much did that mean to you, though, last year to have that kind of season? It was 
great. I actually didn't even know that I had the best strikeout to walk ratio in the org um, until my baseball card came out this year. Nuh-uh. <laughs> yeah. I was just picked it up and started reading the back of it. and It says that on there. And I was like, oh, I, I didn't even know that. I guess that's, <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's <laughs> but um, it definitely meant a lot because that was my first year to come out of the pen in professional baseball. So it definitely took a little bit to get used to just because you're sitting in the bullpen, you know, talking crap and whatever we do down there. And then all of a sudden you got to get going and your heart rate is 30 plus. And you have to learn to control, you know, your adrenaline and your nervousness and make it, make it good nervousness rather than anxiety, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. So that, that took me a while to figure out last year was how to control that adrenaline rush and make it a good thing and not a thing that makes you nervous. Okay. And then, so. If that makes sense. No, it does. It does make total sense. So, what about Lexington? How'd you like pitching there? It was good. It was good. Uh, I think that was a great park. A great park. Now, obviously, that was a hitter's park. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I really liked Lexington. It kind of felt like home to me, I guess. I guess people in Lexington are pretty southern. Mm-hmm. I guess you could say. Um, so it was, it was nice, you know. You hold you hold doors open for people, and they say thank you. And it was you know yes ma'am no sir. So it was, it was the atmosphere, the culture that I was used to. Uh, so that that part made it nice, and and I had a bunch of a bunch of good guys there. Still have a bunch of good guys here. We kind of moved up together. Uh, but that made it a great experience. Was was the the bullpen starters, the hitters? I think I think they. I tell you, I just think that this group that we have uh, here and we had last year is just it's something special. Yeah. Uh, so I think that makes it a lot easier. Yeah, I mean, dude, trust me. People here in KC are very, 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 very excited about. You know, Wilmington and, and some a couple of the guys up in Arkansas, but that that Wilmington team is arguably the most exciting, arguably the best minor league team in all of professional baseball. I mean, obviously you can't compare a high A team to triple A team, but you know what I mean for the, for like the level right. for the level that's like arguably the best team talent wise. I mean, how I was gonna yeah. ask, that's my next question. How, how do you ever look around and say, man, I'm I'm talented, but these guys around me like we're also talented, right? Yeah, and that's the thing about I think about professional baseball is everyone's talent. Everybody's good. You're facing everybody's one, two, three hitters, four hitters. You know, in college, if, if they're college guys, and if they're high school guys, they're probably just the best player on their team. Right. Period. Right. Um. So I think that part's kind of like something that doesn't matter as much. To that when when I look at it, that doesn't pop out to me as much as the the bond and the like the brotherhood that. That we just we, that we have with each other, I think that sticks out more to me that's, than than the talent. That's great to hear. It's not surprising with the way Dayton and Scott and Lonnie and JJ, everyone, put, you know, but they put together high quality guys. So it doesn't surprise me to hear. It's good to hear though. That's awesome to hear that because you guys, it's good that you have the success and the camaraderie, both. Right. Um, okay. Yeah, you, you don't you don't dread going. On. Yeah, that's a good thing. You that, look forward to it because you got enjoyable people around. So, like I said, you're you're to, to me, you're kind of an under the radar guy that you know doesn't show up on the top ten prospect and all that. There, there's, I think there's a lot of guys in your team 
a lot of you guys in the bullpen too. Like, give me it can be a hitter or a pitcher. Give me a couple guys on your team that don't get the love maybe from the prospect guys that that maybe you think deserve a little more recognition. Some guys that kind of surprise you that are your teammates. Um, I mean, you could. I could sit here all day and go on and on about about how you know good everybody is. Everybody's playing really well, um, but. But me being a senior sign, you know, even though I got drafted in the eighth round, whatever, I don't, I'm not a prospect, and that's just how it goes, and I'm fine with that. But I think uh, as a pitcher, I would say Tad Robinson. He's probably one of them. He was a free agent, free agent pickup. Uh, he was, I think he was playing summer ball, and the Royals asked him to to come to throw a bullpen, and he did, and got signed that way. And I mean, the dude's unbelievable. He's He's a fierce competitor, and I think we have a lot of the same qualities when we pitch. We we work fast and we attack the hand. Hope they don't beat us. So I think I would go with him for sure. Uh, he's a North Carolina boy, so yep. mm-hmm. I'm used to used to those guys. So we get along we get along real well. He's actually my home home roommate and road roommate. So. Oh, cool. But I w- I would go with him. Um, as a hitter, uh, let's see. I probably would say Perez. Yeah, I would say Christian Perez. He's hit. I think he's hitting just a silent two sixty right now, or something like that. Like you know, he's not going to hit the ball out of the park very often. He might get a hold of a few, but he doesn't strike out a whole lot. He does. He does the right things. You know, he, dri- he drives the ball the other side of the field when he needs to to score a run or hits a sack fly. He's, he's just one of those hitters that you, you watch, and and he, he doesn't, like, pop out to you as flashy because you're not getting 110 exit below over the center field wall. Not Matias, you, you know, he's <laughs> And he's not going to steal a whole lot of bases either, but right, solid hitter all around. Yeah, I, I've read good things about him. I'm glad you brought him up. Um, so, and, and also two more teammates I want to ask you about. You basically have two major league defensive catchers in high A ball, like guys that, I, from what I hear, could probably pretty much come up here right now and hold their own with a with a big league staff. And of course, Sebastian Rivero and MJ Melendez. I mean, you, you got to feel pretty lucky, and, and it's got to be pretty awesome throwing to them, right, every day. Yeah, it's it's definitely something that uh, doesn't happen every day to have both of those guys on the same same team, especially the same level. Right. Um, so it's 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 nice because you know some guys you don't like throwing to. It's just how it goes. But you got to get past it. Um, that's just how how pro ball how how baseball works. Period. Um, but those guys do a really good job of getting to know what you like to do and knowing how you like to set hitters up. So it makes it nice to not even have to worry about when you're coming out of the bullpen and going into a game who's who's catching. You can just go out there. and Know that they're gonna they're gonna be for the most part on the same page as you. Yeah, they're great, man. And and they're gonna throw people out if they try to steal too. So that's all. That's, <laughs> as long as you're below a one four, they're probably throwing the guy out. Yeah, what are you at? Are you like a one two one three? What are you coming home? Uh, I think I'm like a one three to one three eight or something like that. Okay, so right right there where you want to be. Not bad, right? Yeah, I'm not super quick, but I'm left-handed, and that offsets like some of it. With lefties, as long as you change your holds and don't get consistent with coming set and 
being a one Mississippi, two Mississippi guy where you pick your leg up on two Mississippi every time, I feel like it's pretty pretty easy. I always hear the base, the base dealers say that anybody that will hold the ball for like four seconds, they're done. They're like, I'm not running on this guy because it just screws them up right, so much. Right, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, be, taking me back to my base running days, that was the worst. Oh, yeah, because you're jelly legs, right? Getting antsy and trying to decide when you're going to go. Yeah, yeah. So well, that, That's kind of what I try to do. Well, my last, uh, it's rapid fire time. I got about maybe 10 or 12 questions. Rapid fire to get to know Holden Caps. You ready for some fun questions? Let's do it. All right. So, is the name Holden based on Catcher in the Rye, the Holden Caulfield in that book? Yes, it is. Is it? That's my favorite book. Have you read it? No, my mom, I guess, read it when she was pregnant with me, and it stuck. It's actually a pretty good book, man. The guy's kind of a psycho, but <laughs> it's a good book. Yeah, isn't he, isn't he like kind of a bad, bad like person? No, he's a good. I think he's a. Good, I think he's an okay person. He just has like he's kind of neurotic, but it's you ought to read it, man. It's a maybe. You know, you go on enough bus trips, you know. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Fire that I, one up. I mean, I, I don't read that much, but I mean, nowadays I could just put my headphones in and probably got it. Yeah. <laughs> get the audio book. Go, go to the public yeah, exactly. library and get it. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so which one's the better logo? This is a tough question. The Wilmington Celery or the Lexington Mustache? Uh, they're both great. I can't. I love the hats that we had in Lexington with the mustache on. Yeah, those are hot. So I can't go. I can't pass up that one. Yeah, those... I'm gonna have to go with the, with the mustache. But the weird thing is, is Steve Luber, our pitching coach here, has a mustache. Yes. So now all the pitchers think it's funny to have a mustache and, and look like him. <laughs> so it would have been a, a lot better, I feel like, if that would have happened in Lexington with the mustaches on our hat. <laughs> if everybody had a mustache, but I definitely would go with the mustache. Uh, so kind of like the, the MLB logo is based on Harmon Killebrew. So you're, you're telling me the mustache ought to be based on Luber? It could be. I mean, it very well could be. His doesn't twirl up yeah. like the hat does. The handlebar? He's got a solid stash. Have you seen Have you seen the, the guy in the A's, Daniel Mengden, that has the, the stash that curls up? No, I haven't. Okay, it's classic. I, he might have I'll actually. Have to look it up. He might have gotten DFA, but he was on the A's. But yeah, it's it's pretty classic. Um, have you um, have you gone to Philly on an off day to catch a Phillies game or no? No, haven't. Okay. On my on my off days, I mean, I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I sleep until I I really can't sleep anymore, and then I get up and go eat, get out of the house a little bit, and then come back and watch Netflix and. Play a little Fortnite. Not that great, but I like to play. So that's kind of what I do. I kind of just like to hang out on my ass days. That's good though. keeps you keeps you rested up and keeps you out of trouble, man. That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, are you more of a cat or a dog guy? Oh, dog for sure. I'm I got a I got a blue healer and an Australian cow dog. Um, and she's like 14. She's getting old, ah. but definitely definitely dogs. See, I love all animals. I'm actually a cat guy, and I don't. I can't. Like, I think Bubba Starling and Zach Grinky. There's only been like two or three cat guys. Are, are there any of your teammates that like cats, or am I have my own on this one? Uh, I'm not sure. That's, not, that's never a question that's come up in a bullpen. I have all the stuff that's come up in the bullpen that hasn't been one. <laughs> the guys but are too I macho, probably, right? I don't dislike cats. Yeah, well, you're gonna you're gonna have to report back to me. Let me know if there's anybody on that team that. Yeah, for I'll, sure. I'll have to for elevate sure. them up my my prospect favorite list if they if they do. <laughs> uh, okay, what's the best baseball movie of all time in your opinion? Best baseball movie of all time. Hmm. 
have the classic. Uh, one of them that I that I really like. Well, I, I'm gonna have to go with it just because my favorite movie as a kid. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Sandlot. The you say Sandlot? Yeah, Sandlot. Growing up, that was my favorite movie. I'm gonna have to go with that one. Did you watch the second and third one? Yeah, they, they disappointed me. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I watched the second one. I think I think I'm not going to bother with the third one. It, it, it's kind of probably like, kind of like Major League Three, kind of just time to move yeah, on. Yeah, I watched it because you know I have to, but I didn't like it. So you were a dual. Talk about being smart. Kinesiology and sociology major. If you weren't playing pro ball, what would you be doing besides coaching? Ooh, besides coaching. Yep. Um, I I would like to. Do you consider having having your own facility um, and studying like biomechanics and stuff like that being coaching and like having a workout baseball facility okay. that has that has biomechanics and electronics and stuff like that? Kind of like driveline type stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like that's it. probably what I would. That's probably what I would do. Um, just because Oklahoma doesn't have anything like that. Yeah. I feel like somebody needs to get down there and do it. Hopefully it'll be you someday, but not for another 12 to 15 years. Not until after you get Wikipedia added. you got to be added to your high school for making the major leagues first. We got, we got some things in the way first, man. Yeah, that, that's, on, that's, that's first on the list. making it up there, but, yeah, that would be, that'd be awesome. Just, get, I don't know. I just I like, I, like, uh, I like helping out the youth. Um, I don't the, the town of Rotten is not the greatest place to live. It's not the most high-class place to live in, so uh, that's one of the things that I'd like to do is get back there and try to get get the youth more involved in baseball because it's kind of dying out. So who was the first Major League Baseball player you got an autograph from when you were growing up, and do you still have it? Um, so I was never into big, big into, into cards. Yeah. Um. But my buddy did end up getting two uh, of the authentic jersey, class card, plaques um, of Derek Jeter. Oh, wow. And I was able to get one of those, but I ended up giving it back to him because he lost his own. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have it anymore, and I doubt he has it. But I wasn't really big into into autographs or I mean honestly I wasn't even big into baseball until I was you know 13 or 14 so that's that's a rough one for me I should be, I should have been better as a kid <laughs> how cool is uh, it what, signing your own card I mean, is it pretty cool getting people to ask you to sign your own baseball card yeah I mean it's, it's one of those dreams that you have you know you you have big dreams and you have little dreams one of my little dreams was having my own baseball card and so that's—I never really tell anybody. You, know, you don't big league them. <laughs> no, not yet. Not, maybe I someday. Guess, maybe if it gets too crazy and and stuff, then I don't know. But as of right now, people got ten cards. I usually just sign all of them with a smile on my face, like, "Yep, I'll sign that one. I'll <laughs> sign that one too." But it, it does get it, the thing about that is is. People do get frustrated about people asking for signatures, and it's and it's just the way they ask. Oh, really? You know, 
if if any baseball card fans ever listen to this, if you call somebody by their first name, it makes the world a difference. Rather than just saying, "Hey, hey, will you sign?" You know, like oh. when people when people are like, "Hey, Holden, will you, will you sign this?" It makes it just makes the world a difference um, because it it makes you think that they actually care about your card. I guess is the way I would say it. That makes sense. Have you got Have you gotten asked to sweet spot any baseballs yet? Uh, one, but it was a little kid, and I don't think he knew any better. <laughs> okay, well, I just said, "Hey, is this just my ball?" I was like, hey, is "Anybody else gonna sign this too?" And he looks at his dad, and his dad was like, "No, you can just sign it." And I'm like, "All right." <laughs> so uh, someday I'm gonna have spot. you have you sign a ball. What what what's what'd you call your hair again? The velo. What was it again? The velo flow. I'm gonna have you sign at Holden Caps the velo flow someday in the sweet spot. <laughs> Aka the Velo Flow. I love it. That's we great. Can set that up. Let's do that. Okay. What what MLB pitcher uh, do you study the most? Ooh, that's tough. I like to watch pretty much anybody that's on, but the guy that impresses me the most would be probably Josh Hader. Oh wow, that's a good answer. Um, just because I think what he's what he does is unbelievable, like impressive. They use him so well too. They like, kind of like how Wilmington does with you, like multiple innings. He comes in and puts out fires and just mows guys down. Yeah, that's a good answer. I I don't think I throw nearly as hard as he does, but <laughs> and he also has the he has the hair a little bit too, doesn't he? Yeah, he does have the hair. I, maybe that's why I like him. I don't know. <laughs> so you wait. No, he, he he spins it real well. I like the way he spins. I obviously don't throw from that slot or that much across my body, but I think it's I think those guys that do that, it's, I think it takes an incredible athlete to do that. And oh that's, yeah, that's impressive to me. And an incredible athlete to hit that too. I mean, good grief, both right. ends of it. Which not many people do hit him, but <laughs> no, no. Um, so last two. So Texas Rangers fan, I, I guess was your team. I, I think I read that somewhere. Um, and they of course share spring twenty. I just whispered there. They of course share spring training with the Royals in surprise. So how cool is it for you to have your boyhood team next door to your current team, your, your two favorite teams together? And, and had you ever gone to surprise before being drafted, or no? No, I have not. Um, a few of my friends have, um, but I I never got out there for spring training. Um, you know, I never went in high school and then college. Obviously, I wasn't able to with baseball. Um, but it's pretty cool. I, I that's that was, that's the only stadium I went to growing up was was Arlington and um, it you know Josh Hamilton was was big at that time and I, me being an outfielder I I loved watching him play. Um, it's pretty cool to see Hunter Pence you know on the backfield facing facing our pitchers. I thought that was it makes you realize that you're not as far as you think you are. Oh, not at all, not at all. Once you get to Double A, man, it, it can happen quick. Yeah, that's that's got to be cool seeing. And talk about that guy's like drinking the fountain of youth water this year, man. What the hell happened to him? He's like turned into a yeah. MVP candidate again, or not quite that much, but having a great year. Hopefully, hopefully he never watches this. But I watched Rito Lugo strike him out on the backfield. Yes. Um, but Hunter Pence did hit one off the top of the wall after that. <laughs> that's all, that's all right. Lugo got him once. Hey, how's Daniel Duarte doing? By the way, is he coming back anytime soon? Good. I think I think everything's going good with him. Yeah. Um, I I haven't personally talked to him, but um, 
I think everything's going well from what I've heard. So I don't know why Lugo reminded that me of Duarte. Yeah, he is. He yeah. I don't know where for some reason Lugo reminded my ADHD brain of Duarte. I don't know really know why, but oh, yeah. <laughs> I, my brain works that way too. It's yeah. Just, you you hear one thing and then it goes off to another thing. But, yeah. Squirrel. Yeah, him, and, him and Rita are, are they're both awesome. Yeah. Well, last thing for you, man, before we let you go, is uh, what would you like to say to to Royals fans listening right now? Um. Thank you for listening. First, if <laughs> if you made it this far, but um. <laughs> I, I think I think the Royals, you know, have something really special in the near future, and uh, I know it's hard coming off of a World Series and having, you know, the years that we've that we've had the past few years. But it's all it's all in the plan, and I, I think that our upper management's doing the right thing, and they're going to get get us back on track. So don't lose faith, and hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll all be up there and and competing like I know we can sooner or later. Dude, you, talking to you fires me up, man. I mean, I, you said earlier you're eighth rounder, not a prospect, but you're a prospect, man. You're putting up the numbers. I'm excited to see you move up uh, to Northwest Arkansas at some point later this summer or next year or whenever God has it in his plans. And, and excited to see you move up, man, and, and this this bunch of guys. I'm glad you're a Royal. And stay in touch, and we'll have to have you on again next year. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate you, you uh, taking the time to give me a call. And, um, it's been fun. For sure. Pick pick up Catcher in the Rye, man. You'll, you'll like it. It's good stuff. It'll make you depressed. <laughs> I might have to. I might have to. <laughs> All right, dude. I probably should. I probably should if I'm, if I'm named after him. So. Yeah, you got to do that. You got to do that. You got to do that. All right, man. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Good talk to you. God, God bless. You too, man. Good night. See you.